wishing everyone a meaningful Memorial's Day. Or Memorial Day, I should say. And we know it's Memorial Day, but on the calendar, what is it? Uh, on the calendar, it says it's uh, Glouc- Gloucester uh, Cheese Rolling Day. Right. Also, uh, I was told it was May 29th. Now, which version of Gloucester cheese do you prefer? Northern or Southern? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I try to, I try to appreciate things for the different flavoring the way they are, but um, specifically, this is the Gloucester in the UK and not the one in Massachusetts. Okay, uh, all right. So I guess it's over the pond uh, cheese. Well, yeah, I, I uh, also was simply uh, saying words. For I know not of the subtleties of Gloucester cheese. Or otherwise. So it also says it's the end of the Middle Ages day. Uh, uh, well, European Middle Ages. The rest of the world Middle Ages. This country has just entered them a few years ago. Yeah, it's a it's a weird uh it's a weird reversion. It's the strangest thing, like I love Law and Order Prime, you know, or I guess what people would say like old school Law and Order. Right. But it's a it's the strangest thing. Well, it's the same thing I love about the West Wing, but it slightly terrifies me more with Law and Order where especially when they got, you know, kind of into the mid to late 90s and then especially post 9/11 all of the, you know, rip from the headline storylines they were doing, by and large, you know, because they are ripped from the headlines, i.e. inspired by factual true events, are all hyper, hyper religious, evangelical, you know, uh, fake patriot. Hey, we're going to get all, you know, kill them foreigner, you know, all this stuff. Basically just, the you know, the... I wouldn't say it was the precursor of domestic terrorism, but just acknowledging uh, this stuff is going on. We need to do something about it because it's not uh, only a, only a plot on our TV show. It's actually a thing that's plaguing um, uh, communities and school boards across the world, you know, across the United States. And then obviously, uh, you know, once those people were allowed to uh, get on school boards, uh, suddenly they got into state houses, you know, state legislatures, and then somehow, somehow elected to Congress. And in, and in, uh, in the vein of, uh, good, you know, Christian family values, of course, the two maniac, maniac women, you know, Lauren Boebert and, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, just as the good Lord, uh, wants, you know, true Christians to do, they're both getting divorced at the same time. So hallelujah, praise the Lord. And for the same reason, they have boy toys. Yeah, they really know how to peg that one. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, what's again? It's a strange. Well, not the strangest thing. I guess it was just a matter of time. But uh, just odd how you know Trump magaism has allowed all these right-wing people just to come out and start being honest about their open relationships and swinging and drug use. And, uh, and everybody says, you know, the same excuse that one thing that always kind of, especially turned me off about organized religion was people that claim to have this faith and claim to believe in this and claim to believe in that double down on their bad behavior instead of adjusting their behavior to more reflect what they claim uh you know on sundays and you know they sing the open what is that song open the eyes of my heart lord or whatever the song is and it's it's just a sham it's a fraud it's uh they don't believe it at all and they try to use it as a get out of jail card and don't do anything to uh you know eliminate the uh 
bad behaviors that that they are screaming, crying for forgiveness for, which if they believed any of that stuff at all, they would change their behavior instead of just doubling down on the bad behavior and claiming to be forgiven, which, you know, if you quit being a piece of shit, maybe you wouldn't have to, wouldn't have to be forgiven. So anyway. Uh, Well, I I wonder which is the truest, oldest profession, prostitution or this scam that is mythology. Uh, I don't know, but it's, it's just, I mean, that's the problem. Like I, you know, it's, it's, uh, there is a bizarre, well, I don't know it's bizarre. I mean, just a, just a, you know, a lineage of interwoven things between sex work and organized religion. And, you know, I mean, anytime you have people, you're going to have a need for something and, and it's always, uh, you know, an, an odd, what's the way to even say this? It's an odd hypocrisy that the idea of, of hating sex workers is an odd hypocrisy to come from the religious right who are also people who believe that, uh, yeah, well, they all you know think that Jesus was white and he spoke English and all this shit, but that they uh, think that, well, number one, they think that Mary Magdalene was a, they, they you know, <clears throat> want to frame her as a sex worker, um, but number two, that uh, they claim, you know, that they they interwove inter interweave. Uh, you know, well, violence and and imperialism and and all this stuff and firearms, but especially capitalism, that they think that capitalism is the Christian way and that hurting other people to gain things and, you know, under the guise in the same way that they think invading countries and stealing oil and dropping bombs on children is God's will and and all this kind of thing that... um, uh, that obviously, you know, making money, you know, the capitalism is God's will and all this, but then they, uh, unless it's, unless, you know, but I think that's the same way they try to shame female entrepreneurs is to try to equate anything they do to prostitution and sex work. Um, unless that person is a, uh, claims to be evangelical and claims to be all this. Um, cause obviously, you know, if you're forgiven then the rules don't apply to them in their minds and, uh, there's no no level of factual realistic accountability to any uh, anything they do, but uh, but yeah, such as such as the dark ages. I, have you ever? Because I have to. I'm in these meetings a lot, or in these events, the town hall things. And when people get up to talk, there's usually they either talk about specific issues that they have knowledge of or they intentionally use i wouldn't say necessarily vague language but just very uh and maybe it's the extent of their their mental process i don't know i typically think that they're a little smarter than they let on and they're just intentionally trying to defraud people but relying on old tropes about uh there was a there was a guy that was last year I, I, I was well it had to be last year i think maybe it was the spring of last year but he really got on this roll about i got two tests does it pass the constitution and and there was something else <laughs> but uh but it also seemed like a lot of what he wanted to push in terms of he didn't really get into policy, but it seemed like anytime we would get near policy discussions in these meetings, whatever he was in favor of was not in line with, uh, with the constitution. You know, when you have people in their fake tough guy militias, uh, what they think of as militias. Yeah. The Al Qaeda's. Yeah. It's, uh, what they think of as a well-regulated militia, that's the National Guard. 
that's not fake tough guys posing for photos with guns because they're too lazy to order blue pills online. Um, so what they think of, you know, or they're trying to say that they're part of a well-regulated and God said that, you know, all this stuff, they're talking about domestic terrorism and, you know, people that can't find intelligent, attractive women to have relationships with. Um, and so they're falling back on, you know, this, this whole thing about, if, you know, that they're doing God's will. And if you don't agree with them, then you're an evil person doing the devil's will and all this. And, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, well, I mean, concerning is the nicest thing you could say, but it's, uh, but it's, but it's weird to see too, like, you know, with Ron DeSantis, that that's his bread and butter. And he's going to abolish the IRS if he gets elected. Well, he's, uh, pretty sure the NWO did that back in the nineties. <clears throat> turn him turn him back into vk wall street um it's uh yeah it's it's uh, yeah well again all these uh you know all the states that always scream about succession the most uh are the ones who rely the most heavily on federal funding you know and have the least amount of educated people in their states so that would that would last of you know all of about you know maybe 36 months at the most so what I love about these people that think the Second Amendment is uh, some kind of call to arms in its wording, uh, that they think the First Amendment applies to private companies. And I'm sure they aren't aware of any of the other amendments. You know, what is it like to be the Third Amendment? You're like, man, my older siblings get all the attention. Come on now. I matter too. I'm an amendment. Same last name, right? But, uh, yeah, the, they think Facebook should allow you to say whatever you want. And that the Second Amendment means you need to be able to have a stealth bomber because ultimately if you're going to consider matching the military then the public should have military grade weapons for the second amendment to have the true meaning that they interpret it as and I don't know I begrudgingly accept the second amendment because it's there you know and it's the rule book and let's just go ahead and play by the rules we we have the ability to rewrite them, but as a collective, that doesn't seem to be, uh, even among many liberals, gun reform is where they stop at, not abol uh, abolishing guns. But the idea of the First Amendment, well... I guess everything is just how they apply it to themselves. Yeah, they don't uh, have any, well, they don't have any, I mean, you know, but that they try to frame that around religious teaching and, and that having concern for other people isn't God's will, you know, and they're not there to help people or feed people, but that they're there to convert them to a, you know, one interpretation of a, of a religious ideology, you know, and if you don't adhere to that version and the way they pray, then you're going to burn in hell for eternity. In the same way, I, I remember years ago, I was flipping through the radio station, you know, channels and whatnot, and it landed on um, one of the local religious stations. And, uh, hilariously the timing you know the whatever landed on the guy said we're not here to save the planet we're not here to you know have clean water we're here to save souls we're not here to help you know all this stuff and um it was a it was a 
it was something positive attitude it was something it was a you'd like to think it was a unique point of view but it's unfortunately being adopted by you know i mean i get it new ideas new ideas can hurt and uh uh it's tough to um tough to learn things that you find are more based in fact than uh what you may have been raised to believe and i you know i met a i met i met some met a guy the other week who was a super nice guy but at, at some point in the middle of the conversation he just started saying all this stuff about uh you know what he mistook to be our history and they trying to destroy our history and then he called it the war between the states and and uh of northern and aggression various... yeah yeah and i just thought uh you know when people start saying stuff like that you wonder you know what's your did you marry your sister before you got her pregnant? I mean, what? Come on, fellas. You know, we're literally you know well, 100, 160 years ago? Come on. Lover, sister, cousin, mother. It uh it gives family a whole new meaning. I mean, usually yeah. Family is plural. Uh, that well, made me laugh anyway. Yeah. Well, I was. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm. I have different ideas. I think you can. I think you can have statues up in a contained space. I mean, you can move them. You don't have. My concern always about. Um. And I would agree with the idea of, you know, when I hear people say that line about, uh, you know, that they're trying to take our history away and take all this away and destroy our history. I don't want them to take it away. I want them to shine a light on it and say this was wrong. Yeah. And that's that's the problem. That's always my what's that? The problem is these statues have one purpose. And that is to show everyone that's not white that it's still the way it was. You know, well, may, I think if you it, move, it may them, be I, I, yeah. a different connotation, but you're still inferior. So the idea of uh, Confederate heroes getting the prime real estate in the town square is what's appalling. The victims of these people should be getting the statues in the town square. And certainly there should be plenty of content to be taught, much like Germany has with their form of Nazism and fascism. But instead, the idea of teaching the South was bad in school is, uh, well, that's just horrible. We didn't own any slaves, but we would if we could. You know, when you hear somebody say, well, I didn't own any slaves. It's like hearing the saying, the customer is always right. There's more to that saying. And for them, instead of in matters of taste and decorum, it is, I would if I could. So I think they should all get gonorrhea. Well, they, I think a lot of them probably already had it, which explained their, their mental mental state, but among other but things. But they shouldn't but, get it the fun way. It should be some not fun way of getting gonorrhea. Well, but the fun way for them is with their people in their immediate family. But but that's – I don't – I'm not saying keep them in the town square, but I'm saying my concern is that if you take it down and you completely eliminate them uh, – Within two or th within two or three generations, uh, the same people that are trying to promote it, the, these people as heroes would say, "Oh, well, that never happened. There's no proof." And 
if they're you know to to be able to articulate and to you know if you could move the statues and put them in a place and say these people were not heroes this is a travesty that happened don't let this happen again in the same way you would have a holocaust museum where you might have photos or or have a narrative that this was wrong these people are on the wrong side of history let's try to understand why they thought they were right and get people out of that way of thinking because it's casually fun to make fun of these people but at the same time making fun of these people is never going to make them change their way of thinking it's just going to make them double down um it does we, it, it really does and in that regard we're not helping but the reason i'm such a jerk towards these people is i feel that they still have to face the resistance because without it they're just going to keep rolling without even a speed bump but you're right though pointing out and proving to them what they are only makes them entrench themselves further yeah i'm a big and i mean i feel like you've heard me say this or i've talked about it before but i well you know one of my presentations i do is about is about why is your why i mean i guess i haven't done it at a ted or a tedx event yet but i mean it's a it's a thing that i do and it's you know and asking people why you know because everybody especially with you know finger quotes the young people they always say well you got to figure out what your why is and i'm like well what's your why is fine but why is your why what right. facilitated the mental process and the way of thinking you have that uh you know when you say, when you say this is what i believe why is it finger quotes what you believe is it because your parents told you to do it it's because the guy at your church told you to do it and i'm not saying they're wrong or you have to change what you think but just have a firm a, a procedural understanding of why it is you think that way and if you're gonna i gotta pull a paper towel off here why is why ask why 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 you know when your parents told you this is the way we do things. What were the circumstances of their upbringing and their way of thinking? What was something your grandparents maybe said to them? You know, what, why, why are these things happening? You know, explore them, deconstruct them and understand that, you know, your why might be different from somebody else's why. And that if we're going to grow together and, and be, emotionally intellectually prosperous together and build a better world together we have to uh, you know not let perfect be the enemy of good and we have to understand that you know for most people 100 percent me on my last day of being 42 included um I don't like the word failure because it's we're in a series of learning processes. I think that's people get tied down to this failures, this failures, that, well, you don't failure. Failure, I think is an overused word. And I think it's a cop out for people that, because usually most people, when they sling the word failure around at me, are not people that really ever accomplished anything anyway. And I'm like, you just learned what you didn't know and beating people up which is kind of the same thing where I try to understand, you know, and I understand a lot of people that, you know, after the war and all this, I wasn't there obviously, but obviously they had multiple generations of shame, multiple generations of failure, you know, that in this case specifically that we were talking about, you know, the, the South was a, an aristocracy and it and it had a caste system, and that's one thing unfortunately the South's never been able to work out of um and so just to try to listen to people and it's nauseating at times and it's easily to be provoked to anger um but if you could understand i i I try I fail a lot but again, I hate that word, but I just said it but i mean i I, I fall short of my expectations for myself usually on a daily basis but um but what's a way to to 
listen to people enough to find those gold nuggets in the same way. Like if we talk about doing scene work and scoring scenes and working through skip, like what, how can we actively listen to people and try to be as open-minded as possible, even though obviously sometimes the shit people say just shut you down and you know, you, uh, your natural inclination is not to be open-hearted and open-minded when a lot of this uh, nonsense and hatred uh, comes out of their mouth, but just to figure out, you know, that's a problem with, uh, I mean, obviously I think Donald Trump's done horrible things to the country and triggered uh, and empowered bigotry and hatred and all this. But also when I see people that do that, there's no way you can't look at that guy and figure out his dad used to beat the shit out of him and tell him he was a piece of shit and pump him for right. fake, fake masculine stuff. Uh, in the same way that I used to work with people, you know, who I, you know, would, the nicest thing I can say about them half the time is that they're, you know, menopausal racists. But having sat through hours and hours of risk management training for all the volunteering I do, 100% of what they do is exactly, you know, the the signs we're told to look for for uh, 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 signs of emotional and sexual violence at, at, in the home, you know that if you see people acting out in these ways, it's because probably there's a high likelihood there's there's domestic violence or sexual violence and certainly emotional psychological abuse going on. So I'm angry about it and I'm pissed off, but I also understand i was fortunate to you know i mean my dad's a hard ass and we had a very strict regiment of growing up but i was fortunate to not have to deal with these horrific things that you know i've witnessed and and been aware of um but uh Anyway, but just yeah, that's that's my that's my uh, musings on my last day. I went out today and got some kilometers. I did that this morning. Did you go to the kilometer yeah. store? I did. I did. Uh, and uh, as as uh, as Norm Macdonald would say, uh, well, I'm paraphrasing. Well, he didn't say this, but he, uh, you know, the kilometer store is on the good side of town. It's the side of town you want to go to. That's me making that up. But, you know, Norm was always very aware that, uh, uh, you know, people always talk about the hardware store. They go to the rope store. I don't know if you know this. The rope store is located actually right beside the rickety stool store to meet everybody's needs when they, uh, when they get out there. You know what else Norm what? would say? Uh, Chinese whore. It would. Yes, exactly. That's Crack close whore. enough. Oh, sorry. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. I was going to go with dirty whore, but... Uh, dirty whore, yeah. 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 Right. Well, you know, that's... Uh, I used to have to work with somebody like that, too, but I just realized it was... Uh, uh, you can't fix people who uh, aren't willing to, to, to understand that they could be empowered to work past their uh, their pain. But, uh, but I he, talk about the revolutionary, and that was the amazing thing. You know, I was... He was kind of... In my John Lennon of my of my of my youth, uh, the way people would talk about John Lennon, I felt about Norm. Um, but you know, he passed away, and that was a really traumatic, traumatic uh, thing, I guess. And uh, but that his last comedy special came out on my birthday last year, which was or maybe two years ago, last year or the year before. But that was a nice, uh, nice, nice uh, thing. But he could have dropped it on Jake the Snake Roberts' birthday, which happened also be the same day. But, uh, but uh, could have been that. Did you? So, so uh, animated films. Because um, I don't know why this showed up in my queue a lot lately, but I had watched the other day, and I feel like you maybe had seen more. Uh, animated films in the 70s leading into the 80s uh i wonder because i never was a fan of disney or childish uh child geared programming 
Well, were you into like Voltron and that kind of stuff? No, I didn't really like Voltron. I, I mean, I watched it because of, you know, back then there wasn't 5,000 channels. Right on. But, I was always like, curious. Voltron, no, yeah. but Star Blazers, yes. I'd have to check that out. I'm not not familiar with the, the old Dude. Star Blazers. Oh, man. They made a movie. I guess it's been 10 years or so now. But uh, that was fantastic because it really played on the the kid-friendly version. But uh, roughed it up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. made it relevant. And uh, shit, I'm going to have to watch that again. Star Blazers no. was my first introduction to any type of anime or uh, Japanese cartoons um in my neighborhood we lost our collective shit when that started airing like everybody was like what are you doing i'm going home to watch star blazers come over to my house okay do you think and i want to try to stay on the animated thing in a minute or jump back onto it but do you think that and I and I have no no substantial knowledge about this, so this is just an open-ended question. Do you think that? I mean, obviously, it happened out of necessity, but do you think? Because I don't know what was going on before the war in Japan. Do you think Japan would have made the strides that it made in technology had it not been for the devastation of the war and having to recover? Uh, no, I think war is an amazing catalyst for technology. Uh, the atrocities that require it uh, just, I've always likened human civilization and war much like termite mounds. They grow to literally have a billion subjects, uh, citizens. And then the floods come and they wipe out the population, but the infrastructure is still there. And then it's a flourishing time for those that survived and those to come. Uh, The medical advancements that every country goes through, I mean, I'm sure... The U.S. did horrific things. Uh, And I know that they have. uh, But what the Nazis did medically was inhuman. But there are people that were cured of disease or are alive today because of those experiments. What do you say to that? So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, the shame they felt within their culture, it was, okay, let's just put our heads down and work. What do you think? Yeah. No, I say the, you know, and that was a big thing kind of in the 80s, it seemed like, where there was a huge back. I mean, there's always, I mean, Americans hate foreigners, whatever, even though we're a nation of immigrants. But, um the huge backlash against the Japanese in the eighties. What, I mean, just thinking about this now in this conversation, how much of that had to just be, I mean, obviously it's asinine laziness, but, uh, again, the, I would say the epitome of American hypocrisy. But when you bomb somebody back to the Stone Age, then you're pissed that they, four decades later, surpassed you in just about all plausible ways with technology. That's such a cowardly, cowardly response. Well, you know, during the 80s, that was still only 40 years after, which sounds crazy. But, uh, there was, you know, there was still plenty of people around that 
had to deal with what Japan done. And then with the OPEC situation really catapulted Honda into the forefront. And and I feel like that was the uh, gateway to Japan. And the Casio digital watch, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was a PR move by American corporations to just battle a, a superior product, you know, very much like what the GOP does today. It was misinformation and uh, bigotry over money. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's a, well, not funny, but, and I, cause I feel like every time I start to say funny and things like that, I sound like I'm a sorority girl, not that I have anything against them. Quite a fan, in fact. But, uh, but, uh, but that whole uh, made in America, which is such a, which is such a, I'm not saying it's a fraud, but Americans do not support, generally speak, I mean, obviously you see this crap, I mean, Bud Light, the, the, you know, Anheuser-Busch got bought out by a foreign company, but, but they do not want to buy America. Because if you make things in America, you would have to pay people a livable wage, and Americans don't want to do that. Right. Sorry, that yeah. Was, that was that was my you outside view. Yeah. It uh it is very much that. You know, we want quality and uh, affordability. Oh wait a minute! You mean you have to ship jobs overseas to get that? Okay. Which is the most yeah. unpatriotic thing you could possibly do. Tell me I mean, for about 30 seconds. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I say tell me for about 30 seconds how you've seen wage levels be affected. And obviously not comparing to the cost of living in the last your working life. The only time wages go up unless it is mandated by uh, minimum wage, which has been stagnant for a a well-documented 8,000 years, or effectively so, um, is the risk of losing employees. You know? There there comes a time a company breaks from the, the, uh, uh, which has to be collusion, and okay, we need people. We have to share some of the wealth because we have no other choice. And I guarantee you, it's the last choice they they want to make. And and then your competitors look at that and go, "Well, I guess we got a match." Uh, the company I work for proudly maintains a within the fifty percentile fiftieth percentile of pay. For the industry, meaning that they that they only pay average wages. Well, they're not below average. Okay, I just want to make sure I understand the what the yeah yeah I mean okay. it's, it's it's what you said. Okay, yeah, you could certainly take the position of oh, so you're only asking for fifty percent effort. Exactly. But, um, well, and yeah, a hundred percent. That's a, that's the toughest, not the toughest thing, but uh, you know, as, as a small business owner and, and people have been obviously, cause Americans love to be brainwashed, have been brainwashed by these fake nonsense TV shows about real estate. So they think they know stuff and fake. I mean, you know, for people that have such a hard on about fake news, they spend all their time on Zillow, which is there to rip them off and deceive them. Um, and, and have just intentionally been misled about the vast majority of things about having to deal with the process of real estate, transactions, brokerage, investment, all this stuff. And, um, and then, you know, like when they go to the doctor, do they say, well, I think I only should pay you 
a fraction of what you're actually worth, um, which is just ass crazy nonsense. And they don't understand you're paying for experience. You're paying for knowledge. You're paying for continu continuing education. You're paying for knowing how to navigate uh, a developing market. You're knowing how to navigate a market that's involved in, you know, international trade, economic development, trends, uh, you know, rate adjustments, you know, 12 month return, 24 month return, five year return, you know, and, uh, right, and then right. people that say, well, I only want to pay you blank, you know, like, you know, well, let's say if a brokerage charges 6% and generally speaking, that would be split between the listing brokerage and the, and the selling brokerage, AKA the buyer's agent who would bring that. And I'd say, well, I only want to pay 5%. Well, it's like, okay, what do you not want? What service do you not want? You don't want to pay 10% on a land listing. What do you not want us to do? Do you not want us to put it online? Do you not want us to take high quality drone photos? What do you not, what service do you not want? And a top tier brokerage experience. You don't want to pay for a top tier brokerage experience. You know, and also if, you know, if you, uh, if you're trying to, if you don't, if you don't want me to represent myself in the engaging in this business process, why would you want me to represent? If you don't want me to represent myself hundred percent, why would you, why do you think I'm going to represent you hundred percent? If you don't think I'm worth it and you're not, I mean, I'm, I haven't run into that, but having people that have tried to play that game, it's not a, uh, it's a, uh, hold on. Sorry. My other, my other, my other, my, the, the work phone alarm is uh, sounding off, but um, oh, but to get back to uh, the, the the cartoon thing. Oh yeah, uh, GI Joe. Uh, obviously, it influenced I think a generation of people potentially to be engaged in military service because it gets them, you know, when they're young thinking about it. But obviously, the older I get, it seemed like it was a direct response to try to salvage the image of the American military after uh, Vietnam. Um, and, yeah, uh, it's propaganda for sure. Well, it, was, it was propaganda, but the thing I noticed also that, that, uh, I wouldn't say it was obviously, I wouldn't say it was funny, but it was definitely interesting was as many people that, you know, gotten into all this hard on about, you know, MAGA white supremacy and not liking, you know, and wanting to otherize people and all this. Yeah. Joe was, uh, pretty aggressively diverse in its cast right. of characters and backgrounds and ethnicities and genders. And, um, uh, uh, I definitely think they were able to sneak some, sneak some plurality of thought in under the radar, uh, that people just, you know, were not, not aware of in the thing, but it's also funny. I, I I'm surprised more people are not, uh, using as a prop, and I think it might be a funny, a funny thing to do later, because obviously, you know, once they transition in, into the the GI Joe the movie, uh, they shifted, and I think the comic book plot plot was different, where it was a, a lot more like a David Koresh type figure became Cobra Commander. Um, obviously, Koresh came later, but maybe like a Jim Jones kind of thing. Yeah, dream role, Jim Jones. And, uh, but the transition in the animated film was that it was, you know, lizard people from outer space. It was a much more developed backstory and a much more fascinating, um, uh, mythology attached to it, but it was, uh, good, but, I, but it's surprising that there aren't more. Uh, especially people that you know, claim to ascribe publicly and with their political and their the statements they make about their religious beliefs. It's odd they don't use that kind of iconography more because it would line up 100% with uh, their belief system and what they, you know, their, their uh, conspiratorial rantings. And, you know, disclaimer, obviously, there are certainly conspiracies that exist in real life. Uh, but there's also 
you know, I think that was that the thing that the CIA put out the whole uh, anytime people started pointing out the grotesque inconsistencies in the Kennedy assassination, that's when they started this whole line about uh, uh, conspiracy theorists say, because obviously, you know, if people are like, hey, the CIA uh, looks like you guys were involved in killing the president. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. There's crazy people out there. But then suddenly nonsense has spiraled out of that. And so, you know, things that might need to be addressed or looked at or, or uh, laughed off and then nonsense things that are, we'll just say, much more non-plausible are, are given weight and gravity because they're suddenly compared to things that have a much higher level of authentication that, you know, uh, may have occurred. Um, but uh, you know, and the CIA, you know, the CIA, you know, later said, you know, the uh, was the Gulf of Tonkin. What was the you know, the thing that started Vietnam? The explosion when the boat was attacked. Right, right. Yeah, the the, um, CIA, the, the military came false out. Flag. Yeah, the, they they acknowledged the military acknowledged years later it was a false. I mean, in the last ten years, ten or fifteen years, acknowledged right. it was a false flag. Um, but. Uh, and Clay Shaw, you know, who was Jim Garrison had uh, prosecuted. It was the only person that was ever actually prosecuted in the assassination of John Kennedy. Um, after he died, the CIA came out after they denied he worked for them. The CIA came out after he died and said, oh, yeah, he worked for us. So, I mean, obviously these things exist. Um, but. Uh, but the the nonsense way it's been corrupted um has you know been 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 unfortunate and lowered everyone's iq that was involved uh and somehow even the people that have uh, uh propagated them somehow um so here we are but uh but i, I yeah what do you think you know, whenever uh, Stallone played Rambo, you know, First Blood, I think that was, I think one thing that people always lost about the Rambo character is that he was, I mean, it, it was it's there in the first film, um, because the first film was, you know, a, a portrait of someone who had been scarred by war, did not view himself as a hero, and was not treated like a hero, and was abused by, you know, all the fake patriots. Um, here in America, you know, uh, Brian Dennehy's character of Sheriff Teasel. Um, and in all fairness, I think in the novel, which is not put in the film, uh, Brian Dennehy's character, the Sheriff Teasel character was a, uh, Korean war veteran who had won, a uh, not a medal of honor, but some kind of, uh, award. And so it was a generational class among, uh, a clash, I should say, among, um, perceptions of military engagement but uh but definitely in the film i mean that's i'm I'm surprised more people on the left uh don't point that out more that you know and you know the the american right wants to laud the, the rambo character as a great hero but if they watch the first film and where it came from <clears throat> the american right is the enemy in that story uh oh, yeah. and conservative fake mo and i mean you know even the point they do you know there is a scene in the film where all this this i'm trying not to use the f word here all those clowns are out there posing they're posing with their guns you know in the woods the same way all the you know the fake uh fake triots, uh like to do now um it was a fascinating dichotomy you know that the actual people that go off to serve are treated like shit and uh, you know the the fake nonsense people here um are are lauded as uh whatever the you know the fake standard of uh masculinity which no wonder you know people shit on the word masculine now and it's people like that try to attach themselves to it but again that gets back to the whole thing about they don't have any identity and you know trying to you know, with with much mental anguish, trying to 
engage these folks and understand why and help them deconstruct, you know, and they fight it all the way, but deconstruct why they feel that way, who conditioned them to feel that way and trying to get them to understand there's a better way. There's a more inclusive way. There's a more caring way, you know, and, and religion at some point could be used to try to help people and live a, a, a life of service and not be just another, uh, you know, bigot prop, you know, along with their white sheets, they were over their heads and their Confederate flags. Um, but that's, that's a lot of work and it's very early in the morning. You know what, uh, kind of switching gears, but I was just reading what the hell is the Taliban doing invading Iran? Aren't they like siblings? Well, sometimes you want your brother to stay out of your room, and then he keeps coming in. That was one of Lewis Black. Do you like Lewis Black? Yeah, I mean, some of it is a bit gimmicky for me, yeah. but I appreciate the guy. He used to have a great – well, he still has it, obviously. I don't think he took it to a – sold it at a consignment store but he had this joke obviously you remember when uh 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 dick cheney uh god almighty dick cheney and george bush uh you know they there was like they were like cobra like cobra commander right and somehow dick cheney's daughter liz cheney became like one of the last authentic crusaders for freedom and patriotism in america and was one of the well, you know I, I will agree that she uh was more sane but she's still going to vote for the very mechanisms that suppress and oppress you don't get a pass for uh you know like the whole stop sign thing the liberal stop stop sign the GOP feel like they have a right to run through it and everyone needs to get out of their way just because, you know, she's not doing 50 through it. She's only doing 20 miles an hour through it. Uh, I don't, I don't really give her a pass. I wish she were more common and what few conservative values have merit get addressed as they should. Uh, yeah. Can't call her honorable. Just can't yeah. do it. Well, I think, I, and I didn't mean the whole service thing, but I mean that she stood up to, to, to take a stand when everybody else, you know, father of the year, Ted Cruz, are all actively conspiring, conspiring to be part of a, a coup, you know, and then Ted Cruz wonders why his daughter engages in self-harm. But uh, other than he pimped her out, you know, and said it's not rape if she gets pregnant. But um Oh, but Lewis Black, anyway, used to have a joke. Dick Cheney shot that guy, finger quotes, by accident. And uh, but Lewis Black used to have a joke that uh, uh, America invading Iraq was like Dick Cheney going hunting after 9-11, you know, where he's aiming at the one thing, and they're like, Iran, Iran, Iraq! You know, and then turns and fires in the wrong direction. You know, at uh, and and the, that guy apologized to Dick Cheney for being in his way. That well, that's that's the kind of stroke the GOP. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's the kind of stroke I feel like you'd want to have is that you accidentally shoot a guy and they apologize. I feel like that's that's some boss level shit. But uh, it is. But you know, Trump looked at that and went life goal well exactly because he's not someone who could achieve that authentically i mean literally the same thing with all those people that support him they don't have any actual accomplishments that don't involve defrauding people and so That's when they true. see people actually having some level of accomplishment or stroke they you know they try to recreate it in a way that obviously is inauthentic but obviously for their supporters who have you know, never actually achieved anything of note. You know, they're they're viewed as heroes, which is always hilarious to me. Yeah, the Republican spin I call it precinct in honor of 
someone that I knew who would rather scam people out of a dime than find a dollar. Uh, just nothing but spin. A brilliant guy, incredibly talented, had everything it took to do it on the up and up and succeed, but was just sleazy, uh, Joel Osteen level of slime. And uh, so, yeah, they priest everything. And, uh, well, anyway, that's my obscure personal antidote for the day. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, I liked it so much I forgot I was going to follow it up with. But, uh, oh, yeah, Kevin McCarthy. God bless him. I can't... uh, Again, you get back to that thing. It's so like hilarious now that uh, the GOP flaunts, and it, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of people having shame, but I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of people having uh, uh, politeness and appropriateness and kindness and all that, and and uh, tact. But Kevin McCarthy, talk about a dude who has uh, banged a lot of other. Uh, uh, co-workers I you know I, you know he used to have a he was he was he was uh, having a quite the illicit affair for a while with uh, Renee Elmers uh, when she was in Washington representing the, uh, uh, the great state of North Carolina so weird nobody ever talks about that but uh, of course Madison Cawthorn did and he uh, the party turned on him when he you know let people know you know the uh, quote cocaine fueled orgies that they were uh, they were engaging in. Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if they did random drug tre- random drug tests on uh, uh, legis- legislators? That would be classic. That would be classic. I'm a fan of it. Yeah, I. Uh... But it know. wouldn't matter. It it really wouldn't matter. Anybody well, but also I don't care. Would ask for forgiveness and get it, yeah. unless they were liberal, because we would hold people accountable, and they they wouldn't. Well, and we I, would. I agree. I don't care either what they're yeah. doing for the most part. Yeah, exactly. That was the other thing. Like, but we also don't. I mean, if you're doing your job and you're not hurting anybody, and that's the funny thing too. You know, we always talk about the idea of. Um, What's what, you know, and I think it's always a great uh, conversational topic, but, you know, the idea about what's, you know, we always have this uh, thing in mind. And obviously, I think it's obviously been perverted and, and bastardized and all kinds of other things by the right. But the idea of, you know, wh- where's the line between being held to a higher standard and then where does it become now you're being held to a lower standard and you're having less you know, just nonsensical things applied to you for, for no reason. Um, but did, uh, you like basketball? You're a basketball guy. I am. Who's your, who's your team or maybe a team growing up or how that's morphed over time? Well, you know, Watching Tim Duncan play at Wake as much as I did was beautiful, wonderful, you know. Mm-hmm. And having the being in the ACC during that time, uh, I've gone to a, many Wake games and seen some of the all-time great players, you know. So that was really nice. Uh, But I don't have a team. I like players. uh, I could care less about a team. Yeah. There's some great basketball players in the NBA right now. It is uh, just one of the all-time highs as far as talent in the league right now. Yeah, do you think I was I never got into sports betting. Uh maybe I'm fascinated by it, maybe it'll be something I'm about that I get to. into. Yeah, yeah. 
with uh Danville opening up. I forgot to make bets when I went up there. Uh it was I was just it was kind of surreal. I I won a fair amount of money. And uh I bolted, but then I wasn't prepared to make bets anyway. I was just gonna go make a couple of small ones. But yeah, I'm about to uh get into sports betting legit. I'll probably wait for football. Right on, right on. Well, that's that's a good that's a good place to tie it off. Happy, uh, you know, Memorial Day. I uh, God, I'm into. I had so many questions. I was, we're talk about things about military service to talk about, but uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, anybody that's uh, served, obviously Memorial Day is for those who have uh, uh, made the ultimate sacrifice. But uh, you know. Thank uh, thank anybody listening who's served again or had friends or relatives who served. And uh, uh, brother, good to talk, and I'll see you later today. Yeah, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you. Bye. Bye.